0: You've got work friends, you've got best friends, and now you've got ghoul friends. Hello and welcome to episode 119 of the Cool Friends Podcast. I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And this is round two of trying to get this done. This
1: is like round 19 of <laughs> trying to get this done.
0: So fun fact, we tried to do this yesterday and um, it literally felt like everything that could be a distraction was happening simultaneously.
1: It really was. And it just... Like, Mishka was just on one. and yep. just would not stop howling in the background, which yep. was cute at first. And then it just got like really, really annoying right. and distracting. Um,
0: there was a leaf blower going leaf blower. outside that yep. would not stop.
1: Um, I don't know. I had to stop for something. And yeah. It just well, it was a hot mess. And well, I you know we don't put out like <laughs> the highest of quality of podcasts, <laughs> That was below my standard. <laughs> standard.
0: Yeah, it just it clearly was not happening. So we, we pushed pause and we're back today. Yes. It's raining outside, so hopefully, no leaf blowing. That's right. And Mishka is upstairs, so hopefully, he stays up there. He's going to hear
1: us talking and then he's going to promptly
0: come down. Oh, yeah, of scared. course. Well, yeah, <laughs> and then there's Kitty. So hopefully, we can get through this all in one piece. Yes.
1: Yeah. Football so Sunday, our last football Sunday of the 2021 2022 season. The beloved day is upon us. It is. Uh, what are we going to do next weekend? I don't know.
0: We could try and podcast more episodes because we, we say that. We <laughs> I feel like we do that when we're not in football season. Like we usually have, have a more couple times to front load. Yeah. Yeah, so... Which was, is
1: nice to, like, sometimes have a break. Not that I don't enjoy, like, podcasting, but when we do it every single weekend, sometimes it's, like, it can feel, like, rushed or... Yeah,
0: like... like a burden, or like something you have to, have to do. do. Right. Yeah, so I think if we can get a few ahead, that'll be good. I know we've got some time off coming up, so we'll yep. probably want to do that anyway to... Yeah, that's true. ...prepare.
1: Yep, so we'll be going to Maine. Yep. March 1st through 5th. Yes. So that'll be good. Yeah. Depending weather again and...
0: yeah. I know. if there's not a march snowstorm we'll <laughs> um so it
1: usually is so it's uh, up y- in the air
0: right I was thinking about it I haven't seen your family since March of 2020
1: that's crazy before we moved back to South Carolina yeah
0: that was the last time I saw them yeah um I know you've seen them since but mm-hmm. um I'll get to meet our niece for the first niece, time yep. in person that'll be nice
1: my little mini me
0: Yep, she does, like and from what I hear, she acts like you, which is more concerning <laughs> than anything. <laughs> she, God bless your brother, he is she's really is. Oh, it. he's
1: definitely in for it. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my grandmother the other day. And she was talking about her just climbing up. She's a year, just over a year. She turned a year in September, so almost a year and a half.
0: Yeah. So she's 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 wild. She's mobile. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, she thought. It's It was funny to just start climbing up onto the arm of the couch and just straight jumping off onto, like, the hardwood floor.
0: (laughs) Funny enough, that reminds me of Gabby. So Gabby went through a phase where she would climb up something, but she couldn't figure out how to get down from it. So we have a picture. Like, do you remember in um, the house I grew up in, our pantry? Yeah. Uh, It was kind of the larger Oh, I know that picture. One where she was literally climbed halfway up the pantry and was, like, screaming because she could not get down. (laughs)
1: Yeah, And my brother was saying the other day, she was like jumping on the bed, and he's like, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not gonna let her get hurt, but like, she needs to know, like, there yeah. are consequences. So he kind of let her fall, and like, she kind of looked at him and, like, mm-hmm. Ow. He's like, Well, don't do that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. Kids have to learn. You don't learn unless you get hurt, really. And break your arm four times hey, before you hey, realize. Hey, we don't need to start the shade already <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> it's way too early for that bullshit. <laughs> Yes, I did meet my parents' deductible very quickly <laughs>
0: yeah. in my child. <laughs> Show did.
1: Uh, got you some Starbucks this morning. I know, we're sipping on some nice starbs. I'm sorry if you have not tried the pistachio. I get iced and hot. Like usually, mm-hmm. I prefer one over the other.
0: They're both. I'm delicious. usually
1: a hot coffee or latte hot drinker. Coffee guy. But this iced pistachio latte is like the shit. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to be sad when it goes away. Like, they have, like, their seasonal drinks, and then, like, you find something you love, and then they just rip it out from underneath. I know.
0: I felt that way about in the summer. They do the, um like, lemonades. Oh, and you yeah. can get lemonade, just, like, plain lemonade now, mm-hmm. which is fine. But, like, they do a peach one.
1: Mm. And, like,
0: oh, my God, so I good. can rarely drink a venti of anything, but I could chug. <laughs> that uh, yeah. Easily. Oh,
1: yeah. I like the, um like, pink drinks. Too.
0: Yeah. Yep. Those are good. Sorry. I know. Come so on, Starbucks. <laughs> do, do better. better. I, I give you so much money. <laughs> year-round. Yeah, and year-round drinks. Like, your staple ones you should allow. Like, let the pistachio hang around all year long.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. So we got Starbucks. <clears throat> we got stuff. We're getting things done today.
1: We are.
0: We've got kind of a busy day of
1: us. We did kind of leave everything for Sunday, but that's okay. It's all right. It's just because it's the Super Bowl, of course, I have to mm-hmm. make a big spread. Yeah.
0: So what are you making?
1: Um, I'm going to make a buffalo wing charcuterie board.
0: Mm, i excited for this.
1: Um, Gabby, a few uh, last year, the year before, a couple years ago, gave me a which. Timeout. Shout out to Gabby. Sorry we didn't pick up your call last night. <laughs> so we were definitely sleeping. Um, <laughs> that she gives the best gifts. Mm-hmm. Like her gifts are always like fire gifts. Yeah. And one year she got me a charcuterie board book. That's just like a huge book of just different different boards. yeah. And then this year, I'm gonna whip out the um, member for Christmas. She got me the utensils, the charcuterie board utensils. Yeah, so I'm gonna have a good spread there. I got some other snacky things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people don't like deviled eggs, which I I don't know who you are, but they're delicious. Have Um, you tried one? (laughs) Because they're amazing. (laughs) Um I'm going to make some of those. I think just snacky things. Yeah, we talked about
0: it because for us, I mean, we're on Eastern time, and mm-hmm. uh, the Super Bowl starts at six: 30. Yeah tonight. Yep, so dinner I mean, time. It'll be dinner time anyway. So um, yeah, I think it'll be good. Are you going to try to watch the whole thing?
1: I'm absolutely watching the whole thing. That's fair. I am just asking. Who are you? (laughs) I don't know. Are you here?
0: (laughs) I feel like it's a really good matchup. Some years, like, and obviously Pat's not being in it, you know, it's sometimes you're just like, "Mm, okay. Or if it's just an absolute, like, blowout, you're just like, okay.
1: But don't forget, we were absolutely getting blown out by the Falcons one year and came back and won.
0: So. I know. I remember that because we went to bed. Yeah, we did. Because we were like, no way. This is too depressing. So we went to bed and we woke up in the middle of the night and we're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, no, I'm going to try to stay up. I don't see why I wouldn't. But I'm
0: absolutely staying up till halftime. I'm watching that halftime, half-time show. Yeah. That is going to be freaking epic.
1: It really is.
0: It's it, going to be so good. I have not been excited about a halftime show in a really long time. Not since I'm we've stoked. seen
1: Janet Jackson's boobie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the core memory. Childhood core memory.
1: I remember I was sitting there watching it with my dad and literally like happened and like we both looked at each other and I was like. Was that a boob? Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is like when like rewind first came yeah. out on live TV. <laughs> we were we were rewound? Rewound it?
0: Yeah. I think word? that's a past
1: tense, yeah. <laughs> that's a titty!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I just remember watching being like, is that what we is that what I think it was? So it was. I am ex- yeah, it definitely was. <laughs> I'm excited for this halftime show. I think it's gonna be great. It is gonna be good. So yeah, we got football tonight. That'll be fun. Yep. <clears throat> Um kinda rainy,
1: dreary kind of day here. It is. I think it's supposed to clear up kinda this afternoon. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. It is opening your gifts. I know I got just one more after this. One more. I see a magical gift that showed up yesterday Uh with my name on it for tomorrow. So that's exciting. It is. I have enjoyed all my gifts and I
0: hope you enjoyed the ones I got you yesterday.
1: Yeah. I had to open a few.
0: So I've learned with Caitlin that if you're getting her a gift for an occasion, you have to get her a gift to open immediately because it's a distraction <laughs> from the actual gifts. Or so. you
1: just can't tell me or show me that I have I have to get a drink. It's um a- another gift. gift. Like I have to just not know that.
0: Yeah. A gift. Like at Christmas I have to um ship gifts to my mom's house because if it comes to this house, now mind you, Caitlin sometimes <laughs> things will fly right over her head, but if a gift arrives to this house, Caitlin can smell, can smell it from 20 miles away. Like, it's pretty uncanny. You're not wrong. So, I have to be very strategic about how I do gifts. So, I did get her a few gifts yesterday to distract her from her gift <laughs> for <from> tomorrow.
1: <laughs> yes. But it was good. Good.
0: Yeah. So, I'm excited. I them all. I've enjoyed all my hearts and all my gifts, too.
1: Good. Yes. Well, Dora, I'm ready for the hearts to leave. I put all her hearts on the... If you didn't hear in the previous episode, I did a gift for every day from February 1st to To, tomorrow, February 14th, and then a heart for like every, each heart has a reason that like I love you or something I love about you, Mm. but it's filling up our back door and I like to look out the window. Yeah. I can't right now.
0: (laughs) Do you want to hear a um, cute quick story about Valentine's Day? Yes. So when I was um, doing my study abroad in Spain, Mm -hmm. um, I was there during like January to... May I forget sometime in like early summer um for some reason my host mom thought that um Valentine's Day was a huge deal in America (laughs) and like it is it's very commercial I would argue but like she just thought it was like this big deal. And so I remember waking up on Valentine's day and coming downstairs in our kitchen and she had hearts frigging everywhere <laughs> and like everything. And she was just like, I know this is a big thing in America. <laughs> Did not have the heart to tell her. Like it's really not, <laughs> but it was so cute. It's so. that is
1: very cute. It so. is very personalized. That's why I feel like we now, we don't ever celebrate it just because it's like, yeah. are you going to get like balloons and well chocolate? But
0: I mean, here to let you in a little, secret for the people that are have been married a while know this too i mean you spend every valentine's day together so yeah. <laughs> at some point you're like i can only get you flowers and chocolate for so long it's true <laughs> so but we haven't done it in a while so it was a nice refresh on it yeah i feel like every now and then it's a nice one you to just add up. a little
1: well, pop in something. there somewhere yeah
0: yeah i would agree with that yeah cool. All
1: right, you ready? I am. Okay. Do you wanna go first? You
0: want me to go first? Um, I'll go I tried to go first yesterday. Okay. So I will I will give it another go. Okay. Because I think we both have one big one. Yes. Right? Yep. Okay. So for mine I decided to take a little departure from the paranormal and cover a little true crime. it's not like true crime, but it's in that arena, it's I would argue. I don't yeah. Like it. this is probably reason 9,000 that I don't think I could have children because this terrified me and I have yeah. no children. So I heard this on a, um, I'll take, I won't take credit for this cause I heard it on another podcast, Stuff You Should Know, which I love that show. Um, they covered this and I was like, you know what? I feel like I haven't done a deep dive. So this is a really good topic to cover this week. So I am covering the Chowchilla bus kidnapping.
1: Every time you say that, it just reminds me of like chinchilla.
0: chinchilla. <laughs> Chowchilla. Chow Chowchilla. Chowchilla. So this happened on July 15th, 1976. I want to ask my mom if she remembers this. Okay. Obviously way before our time. Yeah. But um, this was national news. Like this was a big Big deal. deal. So um, the story behind this is that in Chowchilla, California, bus driver Ed Ray, who I will start by saying that Ed Ray was a very well-known member of the community. He had been, It from what I read it, he had been a bus driver for a long time. Parents trusted him. He was very well-liked. Um, he was driving 26 elementary school students who went to Dairyland and elementary. They were coming home when their bus essentially was intercepted by a few vans. Like it okay. sounded like the way they described it, like a van kind of pulled in front of them and one pulled behind them. Mm-hmm. And Ed immediately knew that like something was up. This is yeah. not normal. So multiple men, um, who were masked did get on the bus and they held uh ray at gunpoint. <laughs> And basically one of the uh men drove the bus. They made Ray get up. One drove the bus. Um, one held the gun to Ray, and the third followed behind in a van. So they ended up ditching the bus near the Chowchilla River, forcing Ed and the um, forcing Ray and the children to get off the bus and to get into multiple blacked out bands. Yes. From there, the kidnappers drove uh, Ray and the children 11 hours until they reached a quarry in Livermore, California.
1: Okay.
0: So, um, when they arrive at this quarry, they make the children and uh, Ray get off the butt or off the out of the vans, and they realize that they're taking them to this area in the quarry where they had buried the back half of a moving truck, like a the trailer portion of a moving truck. Okay. Envision that, 12 feet deep in the quarry. So basically from what it sounded like, there's a ladder going into the truck and they basically forced, uh, Ray and the kids down the ladder into the truck. And then on top of kind of like the manhole they cut in the top for them to crawl through, they, um, basically weighted it down. They reburied it. And on top of that, like the trailer itself, they put, um, a really heavy metal sheet with two a hundred pound industrial batteries on top of it. And then they buried it. Okay. So this was 12 feet underground. Yeah. So the big question is why, you know, at this point Ray and the children have no idea why this has happened to them. Um, and we're going to talk about the kidnappers themselves. Cause truly this is like the, the dumbest bunch of criminals <laughs> I've ever read about. But we'll get to them. Okay. Um, the plan was that they were going to ransom the children. The okay. thought was is that people will do anything for children. We have a lot of them, lots of money that yep. we could get. Um, you know, when they were first taken, the kidnappers collected pieces of clothing from the kids as well as their names and descriptions. However, one would think you might, you know want to document something that important to your criminal scheme very well. They wrote it on the back of a jack in the box wrapper. Oh. So they were very prepared in that. <laughs> they could bury a truck, but like couldn't bring up some paper along for the ride. Yeah. So we'll get into how dumb they were in a minute. <laughs> but at this point, you know, uh, Ray and the kids have been gone for over twelve hours and Chowchilla has descended into panic. Right. Parents are now freaking out that their children have not come home. There's no Ray, there's no bus. And so basically, um, you know, not knowing what to do, the parents and the you know friends of the parents and local uh, families basically just started congregating at the firehouse waiting for news on what was going on. Now, there were a lot of uh, concerns around this because this actually happened pretty close to the Zodiac killings, oh, okay. to the last of the Zodiac killings. There were concerns that perhaps this was... Um, the Zodiac killer Mm -hmm. because I believe, and I do not know a lot about the Zodiac killer. um, There were talks of something to do with a bus. Okay. So I think that was a major fear at the time. And it's, we'll talk about why this is kind of ironic later, but I mean, it got so hectic that between the media arriving and calling in to the police and parents and family calling in the phone lines quickly got clogged. Mm -hmm. Like there were just too many phone calls coming in. There were no cell phones at the time, obviously, so it got so bad that a local phone company had to come in and emergently dig phone lines and install oh, more dear. lines because they just couldn't handle the influx of calls. And <laughs> once the news or the media arrived, um, this became national news quickly, even to the point where President Ford was briefed oh, wow. on the kidnapping and the FBI showed up as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I mean, that's uh, a lot of kids. It is. And, you know, I don't know a lot about Chowchilla, California, but it just it sounded like a very kind of quaint town where people Mm -hmm. knew each other. And for this to happen, it was very abrupt and not something that typically happens. Right. So, I mean, people were truly panicking and terrified of what was going to happen. Now, let's go back to what's happening with Ray and the kids. Now, I could not find a span of their exact ages, but from what I understand, these were small children. However, the oldest child on the bus was 14. His name was Michael Marshall. And him and Ray decided that Very quickly after being put into this trailer was that, like, they had to get out because they were really concerned that the roof of the trailer was going to cave in Mm -hmm. due to the weight on top of them. Now, the kidnappers had reinforced the trailer ceiling with wood, but it was starting to bow, and they were really scared that, Mm -hmm. you know, they were going to die if this thing collapsed on them. Right. So, Ray and Marshall— I just could not even imagine. I know. And, like, I think of it from the kids' perspective, and then I Mm -hmm. think of it from the parents' perspective— And it just makes me terrified just thinking about the whole thing. Yeah. But, um, you know, Ray and Michael Marshall decide we got to get out of here. So they start piling um, mattresses on top of uh, each other that mm-hmm. the kidnappers had put in the trailer. Now, the kidnappers had also put some food mattresses. They had made makeshift bathrooms. So really the intent was to keep them down there as long as they had to. Mm-hmm. Um but they actually used this to get out. So they stack up the mattresses to reach kind of the manhole cover at the top. And basically using a piece of wood, uh, Marshall and Ray like were able to essentially like move the batteries and move the sheet metal. And this took hours to do. Yeah, sure. Um, from there, Marshall and uh, Ray were able to dig kind of a path out of the quarry. And Marshall went up first because I believe he could fit better Okay, since he was smaller than Ray. Mm-hmm. But the concern... In, Uh, stuff you should know kind of talked about this. The big concern that they had was that the kidnappers were waiting at the surface for them and that, you know, they could be killed. Right. So, um, you know, basically Marshall went up first. He was very kind of careful getting out and they were very relieved to see that the kidnappers were nowhere in sight. They'd been left alone. So once, uh, Marshall climbed out, they started pulling children up, just Mm -hmm. loading them up. And Ray was the last one out of the trailer. So they all get out. They're alone. Um, they kind of wander the quarry until they find a guard station. Mm-hmm. They walk in, and I can only imagine how like, yeah. shocked the guards were to see a group of children that have been plastered on the news. Yep, walking in. Right, and um, mostly unharmed. They mm-hmm. seem to be okay. They obviously call the police, and they are, you know, um, arrive at the scene. They bring medical backup. They see them, and eventually the children and Ray are bussed back to Chowchilla, and they're reunited with their families around 4 a.m. on July 17th. So this starts on the 15th, and they're reunited back on the 17th. <clears throat> wow. So you think about, like, the That's span of, like, how terrified yep. they all time. were. Yeah. And pretty much upon them being found, um, Ed Ray was pretty much automatically hailed as the hero yeah. for the role in, like, helping the children and being getting the out. only
1: adult responsible for 26 mm-hmm. children.
0: Right. Um, so he really was a pivotal, you know, person in that mm-hmm. escape. But now let's talk about the kidnappers themselves. These
1: dodo birds.
0: Yeah, dodo birds. (laughs) Like, I just don't know how you can be so dumb when you are planning (laughs) a crime. And we're going to talk about why. But um, I think what pisses me off the most is that none of the three kidnappers needed the money. Mm. They did this for money. They did not need it. Okay. They did it because they were bored. Mm -hmm. That's Hmm. That's a good reason to do it, right? So let's talk about the three men. First up, ass nozzles. Yeah, dumbass number one. (laughs) We've got Frederick Newhall Woods IV, who was 24. And if that sounds like a rich kid name, it's because it is. Okay. His parents, get this, owned the quarry that they buried the truck in. Because that makes a whole lot of sense, right? Obviously, grew up hella wealthy. They Mm. were, it's old, it was kind of old money, like he was more than taken care of. The other two were Richard and James Schoenfeld. Um, they were friends with Woods, and they also weren't uh, really hurting either because their father was a podiatrist in town. Okay. So these were very – the kids from affluent families, oh, yeah. essentially. Um, the whole inspiration for this kidnapping came after watching the movie Dirty Harry, and they basically decided they wanted to plan out what they thought would be the perfect crime. So Perfectly dumb. Well, I mean – Sure, bury the trailer in your own dad's quarry because they're never going to figure that one out. Like, <laughs> yeah. just, did you think it through? I they clearly did not. So, the initial plan and what they wanted to happen was they wanted to hijack a bus, hold the hostages and demand 5 million from the state of California. Once that was paid, they re- would release the hostages safely. Um, so the plan was never to hurt them. Mm-hmm. They did not plan on inflicting bodily harm. Now, we will talk about that in a hot minute, because they indeed did inflict harm to these children and Ed Ray through this whole ordeal. Um, But the funny part about this, and I talked about the phone lines earlier, was after all that work, all that prep, and all that dumbassery, they couldn't even get through to place the ransom call because the phone lines (laughs) were clogged with terrified parents. (laughs) So really, yeah. no one had any idea why this had been done because they couldn't get the call through. To say that it was a ransom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Not that it's funny at all, but like it's kind of ironic. It's ironic like yeah. you dumbasses. Yeah. So basically, um, once the children are found in the three, you know, Frederick, James, and um Richard realize that they are screwed. Um, they hit the bricks quickly. So Frederick and James headed north in a car, and Richard decided that he wanted to confess the whole incident to his parents and went home. Ooh. Basically, from what I've read, Richard kind of went along with it, but I would argue none of them were innocent. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But I think he was kind of swept into the whole situation. Okay. Frederick was definitely hailed as like the mastermind, okay. though I think mastermind's a little bit much.
1: That's too much credit. Seeing that he couldn't <laughs> even
0: get a phone call through. Yeah. So. Um, The police, uh, once they found the trailer, looked at it. They quickly linked uh, the quarry to Frederick and his parents and launched a manhunt for them. Now, in the meantime, Frederick was able to enter uh, Canada and even uh, found himself a hotel room in Vancouver James unsuccessfully tried to enter Canada twice before fleeing to Spokane, Washington. Apparently from what I read too, he tried to enter with like multiple firearms on him and they said like, yeah, not happening (laughs) again. If you're fleeing the country, maybe don't do that. that. (laughs) Like I just, I am mind, My mind is blown through this case. Um, meanwhile, Richard did end up confessing to the crime, obviously giving James and Frederick's names. Mm -hmm. Um, and when Frederick and James heard, James ended up driving to the Bay, or, Bay Area. While well, in Canada, Frederick, here's the better part, and they st- talked about this on Stuff You Should Know, and I was dying laughing. In Canada, decided to mail a letter to his friend. And he used a pseudonym, like he did not use his name, mm-hmm. but he basically described that he had everything to do with this incident, and he wanted his friend to make a movie about it and give him some of the money. So basically he's like, my name is, like, Billy Bob, but, like, I also buried a trailer in a quarry and kidnapped a bunch of children. And his friend was like, "Um, okay, Frederick, like yeah. you're not fooling me. So he ends up turning this letter into the FBI. Uh-huh. Um, And to kind of just sum up the story quite nicely, both Frederick and James were arrested on July 29th. Good. So it did not take them terribly long to find them. On August 4th, um, the three of them pled innocent to 40 felony charges, and all three ended up being sentenced to life without parole. Uh Now, there was some kind of back and forth on this, because I'll just go ahead and say this part. Richard did end up being paroled on October 30th of 2008 and was released on June 20th of 2012. Um, August 7th of 2015, James was paroled. And they said none for Gretchen Wieners because Frederick was denied parole most recently in 2019. <laughs> so he is not out. So
1: he's still in prison.
0: Now, from what I understand, and there's a lot of legal jargon, and I'm not a lawyer, so I can't really speak to this well, was kind of the idea of life without parole or possibility for parole. And that was kind of based on this idea of was bodily, was like harm inflicted upon the hostages. And at first they said, um, I believe they said no, mm-hmm. because they were not physically, physically. injured. However, I mean, you have to think of the level of trauma that happened oh, to these yeah. kids. I mean, some of them ended up struggling, I believe, with drug addiction. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, uh, just a ton well, really of trauma. Terrifying. I mean, yeah. that you carry with you the rest of your life. Yeah. That's so, a life sentence. <laughs> yeah. And I think.
1: 26 times. Right. Or 27, including.
0: Right. Ray. Yeah. And I think, you know, there was some back and forth on, you know, whether psychological trauma mm-hmm. accounted for some of this. I think in Frederick's case it did because he was head dumbass and they said not happening. Yeah. Um, so Frederick is still in prison, but it said that he actually has run three different businesses from prison. So clearly Frederick has not learned much (laughs) in his time behind bars. Um, and I thought this was very sweet too. So I believe Ed Ray has now passed away, but, um, I read that when he was going to pass away, all the children ended up coming back to visit him Mm. by his bedside to thank him.
1: That's really sweet. Crazy story. That is crazy. It's freaky. I don't. I don't like it.
0: No. I wanna. I really want to ask my mom if she remembers this. She probably does. Because I mean, like I said, it was a nationwide, yeah. you know, thing that people were just paralyzed. It reminds
1: me now. It has nothing to do with any um, kidnapping or anything. But you said it, it's Corey. It reminded me of the of the was it in Japan or remember when that like soccer team? Those were caves. Okay. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of, and it just yeah. is terrifying. Like,
0: oh yeah, looking at the diagram of those caves and where they had to go through, like,
1: and they had to like sedate them to like because they had to go like underwater. You had and, to like, sedate
0: me too. <laughs> I'm like, no, yeah. shoot me. <laughs> absolutely not. Mm-mm. Yeah, that was terrifying. That made me claustrophobic. Just yeah, like, I don't, thinking about that.
1: I don't like tight <laughs> like places. I don't no. like. I'm very claustrophobic. I
0: yeah, I, I I don't think so, and I can absolutely understand why these children were you know, probably had a lot of trauma from that event yeah, because
1: for sure,
0: I mean, it just, I, you know, I think that's what pisses me off the most about it is, you know, it wasn't because they all needed money. Like it was really because they were bored yeah. and you know, um, it, they said that Frederick kind of like never felt like he had his dad's approval. And this was kind of part of a, like an act of rebellion. And I'm like, okay, well then go get a tattoo. Don't yeah. <laughs> do this shit. Yeah. So I don't feel bad for any of you three. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. <laughs> if you watch TikTok, I hope you understand.
1: <laughs> it's not doesn't mean making weird Yes,
0: if you follow Drew on TikTok, you know exactly what that
1: means. Um, okay. Are you ready for mine? I am. Okay. Ow, sorry. Um, okay. Mine is definitely paranormal. Okay. So good. Wrap it back into yep, the paranormal world, um, but it does have a little bit of. um True crime, okay. True crime element, kind of like
0: interwoven a little bit. It's
1: the story is definitely true crime, but then there is paranormal wrapped in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. So today we're going to go to Lake Charles, Louisiana. Okay. Um, And if you were just to pass by, you would just see it as like a small, quaint town. Sure. You would never look. Yeah. Into it, you know, it just looks like a normal town. Yeah. Um. And I'm probably gonna butcher the name of this. If you do know how to pronounce it, I'm saying it wrong. Let me know, Louisiana. Um, how I would say it is Kelseyu Courthouse, um, which is in. How do you Charles? spell that? It's C A L C A S I E U. Cal Cassie? Cal Cassie? I don't
0: know. Okay. That's a weird <laughs> one.
1: Yeah. Well, I was supposed to look up how to say it, and
0: I want to. I want to Google it too, the spelling. So okay. keep
1: going. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. So. The courthouse specifically has a pretty interesting story, and so I will tell that story. Okay. Do you need me to spell it to you again? Cal... Cal Uh, Calcasue?
0: Calcasue? It looks like it could have, like, some French, which is common in Louisiana. I don't know.
1: Calcasue. Louisiana folk, let us know. (laughs) They're like, so wrong. I know. Probably. (laughs) Um, So this story starts with a a woman named Annie Beatrice McQuiston. Okay. Um, But she did later on and most famously is known as Tony Joe Henry okay Um, but we'll get into that that's got more pizzazz to it Tony Joe Tony Joe okay Um, so she was born in Shreveport, Louisiana Mm -hmm. on January 3rd of 1916 okay Um, and she was the third child of five okay Um, she did live with her grandmother for a little while while her mother was ill Mm -hmm. Um, her mother died of tuberculosis when she was only six years old Mm -hmm. so she did lose her mom pretty early yeah um, so after that, her, after her mom passed away, she ended up living with her father and her stepmother. Um, but kind of always wanted to go back with her grandmother because her father was not always the nicest person Okay. to her. Um, so she kind of just in the nicest way, just kind of became a rebel, I guess. Yeah. Um, sure. Dropped out of school. She started working at a macaroni factory uh, when she was 13. Um, But her manager quickly found out that her mom had tuberculosis and passed away. And so that scared him and he fired her instantly because... Not uncommon for
0: the time. Right. Not knowing how it was spread.
1: Correct. Um, So she got fired. Yeah. um, And basically her father asked her why she was home and she explained the story. um, And her father, I mean, just beat her mm. like horrendously okay. um, she had had enough that was kind of the end of her straw with him yep um so she left and she was like I'm not coming back yeah um, she then ends at 13 yeah
0: damn well okay. it
1: gets worse okay um, she turned to sex work mm-hmm. um, at an obviously very young age okay um, and she kind of just was not the nicest person she was pretty cold and just sure not overly friendly. Okay. not going to probably smile at you walking down the street. Okay. Yep. Um, so she kind of went on for a few years and she actually did meet a man and fell in love with him. Um, and his name was Claude Henry, but okay. he went by cowboy, gave okay. me some major Yellowstone like, vibes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking about too. Um, definitely Yellowstone-ish. Yep. Um, and she dated him for a little while and they ended up getting married. Um, on November 25th of 1939. Okay. Uh, but old cowboy had a big old secret that he decided not to tell her. Okay. Until after they got married. Okay. Um, cowboy was out running the law oh. after killing a police officer. Yep. That'll do it. Um, so that kind of quickly got out and he was, um, caught and arrested and was sentenced to 50 years in prison. Okay. Um, old Tony Joe did not like so this.
0: Not, not happening.
1: <laughs> did not like that. Um. Sequence of events. Yeah. Um, so she decides that she's going to sh- um, team up with a shady Sheila named Harold Burks, who okay. invite like Arky. Um, okay. All the nicknames, man. <laughs> lots of nicknames. Yeah. Cowboy, Arky, yeah. Tony Joe. Tony. Joe. <laughs> Everybody's John. got a different name here. Yeah. Um, she kind of starts talking to him, and he basically says that he knows the layout of the prison like the back of his hand. Mm-hmm. So he thinks that he has maybe spent some time. In prison. In the prison. Sure. If he knows That'd it be fair. really well. Um, so before they, you know, decide, okay, we're going to break Cowboy out. We're yeah. going to get him out of here. I know the layout. We just got to get there, mm-hmm. get our stuff together. And
0: right. There's a plot
1: of what. There's fight. a plot of what. So before they could break Cowboy out of prison, they had to get some money. What's mm-hmm. the best way to get a lot of money quickly.
0: Um, tra- please don't bury a trailer full of poor children
1: oh, well, in that a quarry. Didn't work out well. Yeah, so. that didn't work out. <laughs> um, robbing a bank gotcha. is kind of the route that they decided to go. Sure. Um so basically they needed weapons. Nobody had a weapon, nobody had guns. They persuaded these two persuaded two teenagers mm-hmm. to break into a gun store and steal guns and ammunition. Okay. Um So they're loaded up. They've got guns. They've got ammo. Now they got to go rob the bank, right? Yeah. So they're hitchhiking to because it's the prison is pretty far out from where Mm -hmm. they were. Um, And so they start hitchhiking, and a man named Joseph Calloway was um, driving a Ford Coupe that he was delivering to a friend. Okay. um, And just said they look pretty friendly, you know, just a guy and a girl. Let me pick them up and... What's the worst that could happen? Well, well, the worst did happen. Fatal last words, yeah. Um, So he picks them up. They start driving. They get pretty close to where they need to go. um, And then they whip out a gun and hold it to Joseph's head. Hmm. He pulled the car over. um, They dragged him and threw him into the trunk and then continued driving on. They actually took a detour um, out into the country and they pulled the car over, dragged Joseph out of the car. they stripped all of his clothes off, yeah, um, mm. and then shot him in the head with a revolver, oh, and he God. died at yeah. the scene. Um, why did they strip him of his clothes? Um, they needed clothes for cowboy after he was they got busted out. out of prison, so he wasn't in his prison uniform. Mm. Okay. So after that, Tony Joe is kind of um, overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I guess you would say. Sure. So she decides that she's going to go back to her aunt Emma's house while Erky breaks
0: cowboy. cowboy out. Okay.
1: Um well Tony Joe really wasn't the um smartest. Okay. I guess criminals usually aren't very it's smart. The theme of this episode. <laughs> um she starts to talk to her aunt about this murder. Like she was kind of proud of it. She was boasting okay. to her aunt like, yeah. hey, like guess what I just did. Yeah. Um well that just for many reasons is a terrible idea. It was even worse when she learned that Emma's brother was a Louisiana state trooper. Yep. That's, that's a poor decision. <laughs> um, so she, the uh, Emma immediately called her brother mm-hmm. and was like, uh <laughs> you might want to come over here. Yeah. <laughs> got, some, got some tea for you here. Yeah. Um, and she was quickly arrested. And after she was arrested, she admitted to murdering, um, the guy and Joseph Calloway and basically gave him or gave the cops like the location of where he was everything. kind of the story of what they were planning to do. Yeah. I mean, she confessed everything. Sure. Um, did Cowboy get busted out of prison? He did briefly, but it, it was super quick. Cause like,
0: did he, she give them away too? Like, did yeah, she, she, she told it? the whole story. Oh, so of, she just spilled all the beans. She
1: spilled all the beans. Um, so now we're going to turn to the trial. Okay. Because this has significance to the haunting. Sure. Um, so her first trial was held from March 27th to March 29th of 1940 at the Calcasieu Courthouse. Okay. Um, so I don't think I mentioned it before, but apparently she was just, and she, there's pictures of her. Uh, she's a very beautiful woman. Like
0: it's very much was, give me Lavinia Fisher
1: vibes. It, it was the first thing I thought of when yeah. I was like doing my research very charming and mm-hmm. you'll see that she can use her mm-hmm. looks and her charm, um, in her favor. Um, yep. so she just quickly became like the center of attention and like, pra- cause well, I mean, women being prosecuted mm-hmm. was not exactly, especially like done, beautiful women. Like mm-hmm. remember Jodi Arias, the case, mm-hmm. like it was like pretty girl yeah. like, committing this like horrific crime. Because, well, like, just, I think that goes all the way back
0: to Lizzie Borden. Yep, It was the thought that like a woman could not be capable of doing something. Of doing that.
1: Horrific things. Right. Um, so, lots of press, you know, kind of, mm-hmm. she just was became a really popular. Yeah. Um, and everyone wanted to know, like, what happened. What the deal was. Um, so, during the trial, she claimed that Arky fired the fatal shot, um, which she was trying to save herself, and as believed that she, she admitted at first that she was the one. The one that fired the gun. Okay. Um, the jury deliberated for only six hours, which if you know anything about deliberations, I mean they can take days, days to weeks. Yeah. Um it took six hours for the jury to convict her and sentence sentence her to death by hanging. Um I mean, just immediately she filed for an appeal. She flirted her way mm-hmm. to like get exactly what it was like I mean, it was like the same day that she was sentenced. She filed for an appeal and got it. Yeah. Um so She was granted a new trial, and this took place the following year, almost a year um, later, in February of 1941. Uh Uh-huh. This time, um, Arky took the stand and testified against her and was like, no, no. Yeah. Like, that's not what happened. I didn't shoot it. She did. Uh Uh-huh. But she then, again, was quickly convicted and sentenced to death, again, by hanging. Okay. um, Within hours of deliberating. Yeah. Well... She'll whip out her good looks again. This jury is like, God. (laughs) Um, and again was granted another appeal and trial. This happened the following year of February of
0: 1942.
1: Mm. Same exact outcome. Yeah. Um, It was quickly determined that she did it. She was sentenced, uh, convicted and sentenced again by hanging. Yeah. Um, and three strikes and you're out. She immediately, Filed for an appeal and they were like, they like it. I mean, no, right. Like this is, you're done. This Sh- has been years. Yeah. There's never been a shroud of like new evidence or anything saying that.
0: Yeah. So they said something enough. else happened.
1: Yep. Like you don't get any more appeals. You're done. Um, but so remember that the first trial started in 1940. Yeah. The final, um, uh, final trial took place in 1942. Yes? Okay. I mean, that's a yeah. long time. It's two years. Um, and through those years, Louisiana had actually changed their method of execution mm-hmm. from hanging to, um, electrocution okay. by death by the electric chair. Yep. Um, so her sentence came to, you know, its expiration and yep. she was executed in the basement of the Calcasieu Parish Courthouse on November 28th of 1942. Mm. Um, and, Fun fact, she is and was the only woman to ever be executed by electric chair in the state of Louisiana. Interesting. Okay. Um, and now for the spook spook part of it. Um, some say that she never left the courthouse mm. after dying. Okay. Um, that's got to be a tragic way to go. I definitely would not. I wouldn't want to die by hanging, and I wouldn't want to be electrocuted either. Nope. Neither seem
0: like a pleasant a, way to like a, this mm, life.
1: It's not peaceful in any way. Um, so what happens, a lot of people report hearing a woman just blood curdling, like screaming in the yeah. basement, um, Oof. to go down and there's nobody there. Yeah. Um, they often smell women's perfume, mm-hmm. which I feel like is pretty common with like beautiful women that, yeah, you know, I, just yeah, scent of just a good perfume. I feel like
0: it's a very feminine, mm-hmm. um, thing, but yeah.
1: Um, and then the most disturbing one is that this is not only held to the basement, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of throughout the entire courthouse, um, that people often will smell, um, like an overwhelming scent of burning hair. Oof. Like, mm, I've burnt my hair with the curling iron or a straightener before, and that uh, does not smell good, no. and it's a very distinct smell. And it's in
0: that setting, that's very eerie. It is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. Um... And another interesting fact, not related to the haunting, but the same electric chair was used to execute um, Arky years later. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dang, that's a good one. Thank you. The the hair really got me there. Yeah, I was I didn't like that's like that. a not good. No, that's just. Mm-mm.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it just goes to the fact that like hauntings are actually rarely visual. They're usually Something other else. kind of sense. Uh, yeah oriented um experience but for sure yeah that's creepy if anyone lives in that area let us know and if
1: i butchered the name of that i'm so sorry And yeah and let me know <laughs> yeah please let us know
0: because we're not from louisiana as you can tell and i was thinking about
1: it lake charles is that
0: um that's that area that's been hit really hard by hurricanes i think in the past year or so uh, okay. i believe that's where it was um i think we may have had a listener or two in that area okay well yeah, if you're in that area, let us know. Well, let me know
1: if I butchered that. <laughs> yeah, let us know, because um, we probably did.
0: Yeah. But no, that's a good one. I had never Thank heard you. of that.
1: It was, like, kind of short, and then the more, like, I was reading about, like, just the haunting itself at first. It's yeah. It kind of what popped up, and then I was like, there's got to be more to this story, mm-hmm. and so I just looked up um, Tony Joe Henry, yeah. and, like, I mean, there was just a ton on her, yeah. so it kind of tied in nicely with the true crime. and
0: Yeah. Well, I think it makes the haunting even more eerie mm-hmm. to, like, know the backstory. Yeah. Behind it, I think I would argue that like history and hauntings are like one in the same. Oh, for sure. I mean, you got into the history to understand what the haunting's about. Yeah. That was a really good one. Thank you. I liked that. Good. All right. That was a good, I feel like we had a nice little blend of paranormal, true crime. Yeah.
1: Uh, one of my favorite episodes that we did were, um. Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde and Jesse James. Yeah. And that was all true crime. There was a little tiny like snippet of paranormal. But yeah. I mean, that was fun.
0: Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. So if you want to hear us do more true crime, do let us know. It's just not something we normally do, but
1: throw it in every once in a while.
0: Yeah. You know, I love covering history and things like that. It's yeah. one of my favorite topics to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Are you ready to wrap her up? Yep. All right. We'll go see Caitlin on Facebook. Yes. Go- and thank
1: you. I'm not going to say their name, but, um, someone reached out mm-hmm. this week yeah. um, about my grandfather. And that was very sweet and very appreciated. It and is. If you want me to say your name? So I won't, but yeah. Um, That was very sweet. Yeah.
0: No, we love hearing from you guys. It's always, it kind of reminds us, you know, why we do this Mm -hmm. and that people are listening and do like what we put out. (laughs) So thank you. It's always appreciated. Um, let's see. You can come see us on Instagram at Gool Friends Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Ghoul underscore friends. You can find us on TikTok. I need to do another less spooky snippet Snippet, soon. Yeah.
1: Highly, you know people seem to like them. They do. I've gotten even like my friends that like follow us on TikTok just yeah because they're really nice friends. um Definitely enjoy them. I have a good narrating voice. Yeah, you told but he, me. you. soothe the baby.
0: <laughs> Your babies need to go all. to sleep. You just let me know. I'll, I'll read them a story.
1: You go the fuck to sleep. Yeah,
0: I didn't say it'd be a nice story, but I will read them one. <laughs> Um, yes, come see us on TikTok and Lindsay, our favorite garden witch, did request that we do the Provost Dungeon for the next one. Oh, okay. So I will cover that, nice. and then I think I'm going to start branching out of Charleston, start doing some like other spooky yeah. ones. We have a calendar full of ghost stories, yep. and I think that's a great starting place. You yeah. recommended that the other day. Yeah, and so, if um, if you have a topic, I was you, like
1: your hometown or wherever you're from, something yep. you know, something just small, short that we could yep. cover, let
0: me know, and I am happy to uh, research it. Yeah. Yeah. So come see us on TikTok. Um, let's see if you have a listener story or want to email us, you can do that at ghoulfriendspodcast at com. And if you would like to get yourself some handy dandy ghoulfriends merch, you can do that at com. Good job. I think that's everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any final words before we let's go bangles. All right. We're going for the bangles. We are
1: going for that. We should put up a Instagram. We should poll, poll and see who's, yeah. who's going
0: yeah and also um i can't wait you can send this is going to come out on monday but send us pictures of your football food because we always i love seeing super Bowl like spreads spreads yeah yeah for sure definitely cool all right well as always we hope you have a safe and spooky week i'm celeste and i'm caitlin and we're your cool friends
1: bye let's go